Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, if you guys Hi. hear a, a fourth voice here. Oh, Hello. We got, a, we got a little guest today. Oh. Hello. Hi, how are you? You're, you're oh. our, first, our first guest. I know. Oh, yeah. That makes me so excited. I, I'm honored. This is also my second ever podcast. Nice. Oh, if I was near you, I'd boop you on the nose. Like, boop, boop. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I yes. did it for you. Yes, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. I feel complete now. I feel complete. <laughs> what was the other podcast? Oh. Uh, your Average Witch with uh, Kim. Yeah, you did Kim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's Kim. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was last year, which I was talking to Teresa about this last night. Like, I was like, oh, that was like a million years ago. No, that was last year. Like, no, I think it was two years ago because I also recorded with her, but I recorded when I was in my old apartment. And oh no, so then that, that makes sense because I moved here this year. Never mind. Time isn't real. Space isn't real. Space isn't real. <laughs> no, hail soon. <laughs> <laughs> forever and always uh yes time is weird time is a weird one let's not mm-hmm. let's yeah. not get caught i'll get caught um, not i'm looking at the rabbit hole and i'm choosing not we'll to go down. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. every once in a while it just like winks at me and i'm like oh hey no no no, yeah. no i don't I, I don't i don't like the vision of that just like a little hole just boop it's like it's like that meme of the couple walking and the guy's like looking back over his shoulder yeah. <laughs> yeah. with the rabbit hole. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's it. That's it. It's like normal is... conversation, Rachel, and then like yeah. is real. Perfect. Somebody needs to make that. I can do it. I'll do it right yeah. after this. All right, Perfect. I love that. I love that for me. <laughs> So some of you may be familiar with the Corey B, uh, but but if you're not, Corey, would you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing, what your yeah. life is like? Yeah, sure. So hi, my name is Corey, now officially of Corey's Cauldron. I have been kind of in and out of community, mostly tweeting about Witch Bitch Amateur Hour since Witch Bitch Amateur Hour has been around. So like yeah. five years, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Half a decade. How weird is that? That is crazy. Crazy. Right? Time's not real. Time's not real. Uh, <laughs> but here recently, I decided that I was going to like officially kind of like fly the coop, I guess. And I am Corey's Cauldron. So I am the one-stop shop for witchy content. So podcasts, shop reviews, event reviews, and reminders on all of those things. Um, I'm trying to break into books, but... I have ADHD and reading is not something I'm good at. I'm far too slow for what my brain needs to process. But yeah. if there are audiobooks, if y'all know witchy audiobooks, I will tear it up. <laughs> but yeah, Bet. so uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram are my primaries, Corey's Cauldron. I'm on Twitter as well, but I'm a little bit more like shit posty focused <laughs> on that. Oh, shit. Are, we al- are we allowed to cuss? I yes. So. Yes. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. Making sure. Yeah. Making yes. sure. <laughs> and then wait you I, for the Halloween episode. Yeah, oh, wait. So and then wait. you'll be like, yeah, well, you wait to to hear you what all, the fuck has the words that just came out of my mouth. You all <laughs> yeah. you all feel even a little bit bad about anything you're going to say. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So whatever um, you want. I just rocked podcast. Love it. 
And then last but not least, I do have a Patreon. Um, I have three tiers. Each tier offers something a little bit differently, but then obviously like you get the stuff below your tier. With a $25 a month, you get a once quarterly subscription box, essentially, um, that cool. is personally curated to you. Very nice. So, nice. and my, the first 25 people, two of those have been taken already. Get it, like, get a very specific thing that I'm not going to mention on podcast, but I will tell you all later. No. Um, so it's a very specific type of merch. Also, all Patreons or patrons have access to Patreons. Merch. It's fine. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> all of them have access to any merch that I drop first. So like. Cool. I have some stuff already in the works right now, mm-hmm. which they'll see first. And actually, they've already seen a rough draft of it. Yes, so we nice. have. I am it, a, a a Patreon of Corey yes. B's, yeah. and it's really, really, really cool. I'm excited. Yeah. Also, I love your your little Marco group. It's so fun, too. Yeah. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays are, like, my set days of just, like, sitting down and, like, making sure that I'm super active in it. I pop in, like, every once in a while, obviously, as well. But yeah, we have like a nice little group kind of pop in in and out, which is fun. Super low pressure, which is great too, because I know that people can like look away and then look back and there's like 500 Marcos you've missed. Yeah. yeah. So if you have that, especially with the Corey's Cauldron Marco Polo, just hit red on yeah. <laughs> and just hop in, yeah. say hi. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So yeah, that's that's my dig. Very exciting. We're very happy to have you. Yeah, yes. happy to be here. So I figured we would start off with uh, looking at your chart. And then yeah. as we're going through, we're, we have some questions that we're going to ask you. So <laughs> okay. we all have your chart here. Okay. But first off, so you said that you're you're kind of a, a novice when it comes to astrology. Was there yes. ever like a point in time that you were... Like, I guess, like, when you learned that there was mm-hmm. more than just your sun sign, how did you feel about that? Was it something that was, like, opened up things for you? Or did you always just feel like a Sagittarius? Oh, no. Like, I was, well, I mean, even whenever I met you all at um, Anahata's, I was firmly like, I'm a Sagittarius Capricorn cusp. Like, that is my experience. Yeah. Then you were like, no, that's, you're not in the cusp, baby. Like, that's, you're far out. You're too far out. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I was like that's fine just my whole life um not really um but and that like so i've i've understood that there are essentially like different houses and things like that for a few years now snapchat is actually what taught me about that Hmm. yeah Hmm. it's like so if you go into snapchat and like look at your profile there's like a little astrology sign you can click it and it takes you through like all of your houses and stuff i kid you not yeah it's a whole thing that's the only reason i can remember any of my stuff I'm writing like, that down so I can look at that later. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's weird. I don't, I don't chat snap. Yeah. So, um, it's, I mean, either. It's, no. it's a cute little tool. Yeah, that is but, cute. But like, the more I've learned about like the different houses and kind of how they present for people, like the more it clicks. But mm-hmm. then it's like, I by no means can remember what each house is and then like how each sign presents in the thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think my brain is just like, Stars and then stars, <laughs> and then it's, it's done. a lot. Yeah, it's it is a lot. lot I still don't have the houses down at yeah. all. Yeah. No, I just know the first house is the house of self. Yeah, hey, there you go. And six houses, pets. <laughs> Three <laughs> houses, pets. And twelve and twelfth house, pets. Yeah, yeah. Six houses. Sixth house is ruled by pets. The twelfth house is more like wild animals oh. and how they, oh. how you interact with wi- with the wild. 
Oh. Fun fact, the Queen's 6th and 12th house are ran by corgis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That that tracks. That tracks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the corgis, the corgis have replaced all of the planets that were supposed to be there. Corgis. <laughs> all corgis. When in doubt, corgi. Yes, absolutely. We need to find a, a corgi constellation. <gasps> I'd approve of that. Stop. <laughs> Let's do it. We, we have to get a big, just a big fluffy butt. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Big round butt with like just two triangles for the ears. Exactly. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to find it. Nice. Do it. <laughs> I think it makes sense though that you're like, I'm a Sag Cap cusp though. Because yeah, even though there are definitely different placements. I mean, six of your placements are either Sag or Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at me. I'm consistent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're like you were this close to being a Capricorn rising. So well, well, it, yeah. It's pretty uh interesting. So we'll uh we'll name off all of your placements and then yeah. we can go through go through what we want to go through. So here we go. Let's he do is. This. Wait, don't go. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sagittarius Sun, Libra Moon, Sagittarius Rising, Sagittarius Mercury, Aquarius Venus, Cancer Mars in retrograde, Libra Jupiter, Aquarius Saturn, Capricorn Uranus, Capricorn Neptune, and Scorpio Pluto. You have your North Node in Sagittarius, your Chiron in Leo. And your midheaven in Libra. I want to start with this Chiron in Leo because that is very interesting to me. And this is going to get deep right off yeah. the bat. We're like, let's, let's do hop it. into the deepest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're starting with Chiron. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's just really interesting because you are somebody in my in my opinion, mm-hmm. and just in my in my short time of knowing you, that really does stand out in a crowd. So mm-hmm. the fact that your deepest wound is being that, like allowing yourself to be that presenter and to be that person that like lights up a room, I find that really amazing. And I'm sure that's taken a lot of work for you to like be perceived in your life because... <laughs> I, I. <laughs> oh, got him! Wait, are you... So literally yesterday, I've, I made a Facebook post that was like, as a reminder, please don't perceive me. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. That's so funny. I didn't want to like bring it up, but I was thinking about that. <laughs> so I just want to say right off the bat that I'm really proud of you that you're putting yourself Thank out you. there because it for somebody with that placement, yeah, being perceived is is hard, and especially because that is in your eighth house. And the eighth house is already like a house of mystery. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a wound, you know, it, it is yeah. what it is. It's a deep wound for you. And like for people to see you is something that's hard. But the fact that you're doing it and allowing mm-hmm. yourself to be seen, like, that's amazing. And I love that a lot. Yeah, you. that's re- that's actually really cool. Because like, so a little bit about me for the listeners. So I'm from small town, Kentucky, and I was one of the only queer people that was out. And I was actually outed very early on. So uh, the idea of being perceived when I was younger was not something that I had the choice of doing. Um, And I think part of coming out, like officially coming out and kind of embracing who I was, was kind of taking care of what my narrative looks like and taking control of that narrative and deciding 
who I was going to be in college. So for those small town people who are growing up in small towns right now and who are like, I'm never getting out of here, that doesn't give you the point in which you can't recreate yourself. Always be confident in recreation. Nice. So there's that. <laughs> Little nugget oh, from I love Corey. That. My heart just yeah. exploded. I, know. I love you. I love all three of you. We just, love you. I, said, I love you both because it's two Gemini's and a Leo. Just, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the twins and Leo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, we love you too. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's a, a vulnerable thing to share, and we appreciate yeah, that. Of course. Thank you. Do you think? Because it was in retrograde, mm-hmm. do you, and it's in Chiron. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think? I, I'm just totally. This is random ass thought. But do you think because it was in retrograde, like that's why that happened to Corey? Like it wasn't in his power. I think so because usually when planets or placements, or in Chiron's case, an asteroid is in retrograde, it usually just means that things may take a little bit longer for that thing to develop in your life. Mm. So Mm. the fact that when it was college and like all of that stuff shows a real, it took time and maturity to be able to reinvent and move forward. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have do you guys have anything to say on the Chiron before we move on? No, I was just that retrograde query. Query for your database. Query for your database. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I was just like writing down notes. I was like, oh she said I was like, oh shit, she said eighth house, eighth house, house of mystery. Okay, got that. I'm just- <laughs> writing down notes about you. I just wanted to let you know, like I'm writing down notes like as Teresa drops them. <laughs> We're actually writing a, a biography about you. Corey, yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> so do you want to start with like the first traumatic experience or from birth? I'm not sure. <laughs> oh man. So next we can move on to your Sagittarius sun, which mm-hmm. is in the 12th house along with your Sagittarius North node and your Sagittarius Mercury. So I feel like the 12th house is also, so as like, so the eighth house, yes, is the house mm. of mystery, but it's also the house of like death, sex, taxes, that kind of oh, thing. all the fun where things. The tw- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> where, where the 12th house is like the unknown and like the subconscious and the deep down like levels of ourselves and where we kind of keep things hidden. Okay. So it it also makes sense that like your your son is hidden too along with what you were saying about having to like kind of keep yourself in the shadows right uh, for a long time it makes sense that your son is hidden but also i like that your north node is in the 12th house in sagittarius because to me that kind of shows me that your destiny is full of being somebody that's really like full of wisdom but like kind of not that you don't put that wisdom out there, but everything mm-hmm. that you learn in your life, you kind of just use it as a tool to like better yourself and to continue to move forward. Yeah. And with your Sagittarius Mercury there, I feel like it allows you to really be expressive, but expressive in a way that you kind of control. Like you control the narrative of how you want to express and the and where you're going to express and when you're going to express things. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you have a lot to share and I feel like that should be shared, but that might be a little bit of a hurdle for you to to jump over before Hmm. allowing yourself to really put yourself out there. 
you're perceiving me right now, and I think it's really rude. <laughs> I, mean, I literally just said, don't perceive me. It's fine. <laughs> you signed up for this. It's a subscription. I will not. <laughs> Good, because I love it too much. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I do think that's kind of interesting, though, especially with it's like you can pick and choose how to communicate when to communicate, which right. probably also goes mm-hmm. into the aspect of don't perceive me. But at the same yeah. time, you still yeah. have a lot of control on how people are perceiving you. I just think of I look at it as my Mercury and Gemini, where I'm just mm. an open book. And sometimes, yeah. like, I, you know, it's hard for me to. I can keep secrets, but sometimes if it's not that big of a secret, I'm just like, I just want to talk about this thing. (laughs) Uh, Or like, I'm going to share this information, even though it might not, you know. Right. Yeah. I should ask first if that's what it's wanted. And that's, you know, my shit. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like that kind of gives you that ability to pick and choose and also kind of control how you're perceived because of the way that you are able to express those things. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, because like, I've I've always considered it like a weird superpower of mine that like <clears throat> excuse me so like people will randomly just spill the beans with me um, yeah. or like tell mm-hmm. me like random life stories about themselves it happens a lot in gas stations like gas station <laughs> attendants will just like here's my life and I'm just standing there like I need 20 on pump 4 please <laughs> that's weird that's yeah. weird but it's like yeah like can I get can I get some gas really quickly and they're like yeah so like my mom the other day just like and I'm like <laughs> that's so weird that it happens there because yeah, you did right. retail too so we know in retail life everyone tells you their entire life story right yeah. but i'm i'm the customer but a gas station yeah, and i'm the customer and they're just like here here is my life and i'm like oh i don't know the, thank this, you like do you know that your mom is abusive um also like- <laughs> i need to get to work i'm sorry i don't can i hug you (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that also falls within his uh libra placements i was gonna say the the cancer mars Mm. just like being perceived as someone that's gonna you know I'll take care of it. Like I'll help. Like okay. Yeah. Like you're just being perceived yeah. as someone that's gonna mother somebody and like a- in an action mm-hmm. way. And it is in the seventh house, so that makes sense because the seventh house is the house of relationships and partnerships and right. And kind of like the way that you connect with other people. So mm. yeah. Water signs. Ugh. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Gross <laughs> emotions. <laughs> You don't have much water in your chart. You just have the Cancer Mars and the Pluto Scorpio, which is a generational thing. Yeah. I will say, like, water is always the one element that I, like, and I think I was telling Teresa maybe at Inahadas, like, water is the one element that I cannot connect with. Like, Mm -hmm. earth, I'm good. Fire, I'm good. Air, I'm good. Water, nope. You know what I feel like it is for the fire signs? Like... I have a lot of water within my chart. I have like a pretty heavy cancer stellium, but Mm -hmm. I feel like for fire signs with water, it's more about us being in the water, being able to connect with it that way. Like I Mm -hmm. love to be in the water, but when it comes to like the water element, I feel Mm -hmm. like 
well, for me, it's actually air that I feel like I'm not connected to the most because I only have one air placement in my chart. But mm. I understand where you're coming yeah. from is what yeah. I'm trying to say. And I would, I would agree with that. Like if I can get into water, I also have to be careful because I can't swim. But if I get into water, <laughs> I'm good. Outside of that, I'm like, there is water. I drink it daily. That's good. You need to do ain't, that. Ain't nowhere. Yeah. Yes. Drink your water. That's how you drink connect with water. water. You drink it. You <laughs> Just go. drink it all the time. My body, mostly water. Don't care. I got to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of how, I guess, working with the cup suits and tarot might yeah. be a way. Yeah. I, actually, weirdly enough, during Anahata's, of course, like going into Anahata's and like at Anahata's, I was like, yeah, water is the one thing I can't connect with. Everything was pointing at water, which was interesting. So like obviously there's the river and how does purpose? Someone had like a giant stack of Pokemon cards. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. One. Um, I pulled Lapras, which is like <laughs> the quintessential water Pokemon. Like first gen, yeah. hold on yards. It was like weird, and then of course it was like full of emotions all weekend. Right. And then cups came up a few times, like afterwards, because hmm. I did like I did a drawing, uh, whenever I got home, and it was like. Cups, 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 cups. I actually reshuffled my deck because I was like, "What? What is going on here? Did I not shuffle this?" Maybe, maybe you are connecting with water, but it's just not in the way that you think that you you should be connecting with water. Yeah, that would make sense. Hail Cern. Hail We're in a parallel dimension where Corey connects with water suddenly. Hate it. That's a lie. That's a lie. I love it. That's funny. (laughs) So I think I want to move into your Libra placements. Unless you guys have anything else to say about his Sagittarius placements. No. No. Let's Libra it up. Cool. I like Uh, Sagittarius. You were both shaking your head no, and I'm like, people can't see you. I need I love it. I love no it. further questions. Rachel is just like hiding in their color, like mm. <laughs> Am I not turtly enough for the turtle club? <laughs> oh man. Okay. So you have a Libra Jupiter, a Libra Moon, and a Libra Midheaven. So I really like that your Libra moon and your Libra Jupiter are both hanging out Hmm. in the ninth house of spirituality. When the moon is in the ninth house, to me, that definitely points to somebody who has a very strong intuition. Also, we'll get back to your Capricorn placements later, but you have a Capricorn Neptune in the first house also, which is also a very intuition-based sign like Hmm. as well, and also Sagittarius Sun. So pretty much long story short trust your intuition <laughs> i try to <laughs> yeah. and and it also i feel like it makes you very powerful when it comes to like your craft and stuff like that so i love that Ooh. also with jupiter being there i feel like expansion will come to you through your craft 
So Hmm. allowing yourself to continue to connect on that level. Also with the Libra Midheaven, like Midheaven is all about the mark that we're going to leave on the world. It's our legacy. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you have a Libra Midheaven, like you are meant to connect with people in like have relationships with people and build them and like be in the public eye, but also like it does, you don't necessarily have to be in the public eye, but I feel like because of the way that you connect with people and establish relationships, it allows you to connect in a different way that makes people feel really safe and comfortable. And that's why I was saying earlier, that's probably why the gas station attendants (laughs) want to hit you up also. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You feel really open. So I'm just going to go ahead and (laughs) it's It's interesting that you bring up like the relations to people and kind of like Mark, because the way that I see that is kind of just like community involvement, like within kind of myself, especially as a queer person. Because I mean, I've, am the founder of a Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence house in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, And so like a lot of that is community involvement and like fundraising, but also education. And we call it ministry of presence where we go out and kind of are present in spaces to allow people to feel comfortable being themselves. So that's an interesting kind of take on it because I've always felt that it was more of a spiritual thing for me in that like there are lots of kind of witchy components to it. Um, so, and this is something I talk about in Average Witch Podcast too. Like we do glitter blessings, which are where we have a sacrificial fire that we like actually ritualistically burn things. Typically things that are like significant to queer community in our areas. Um, and then we mix that with glitter, hopefully body safe, hopefully body safe glitter. Um, <laughs> PSA, glitter will and can cut you. and then we like go out into the community and we actually like essentially do like an ash cross on people's foreheads if they want it or like right. some people will just like kind of like rub it on faces hands arms whatever um and do like an actual little blessing and the idea is to kind of perpetuate love and acceptance through the community with that and that's one of my favorite components about being a sister I love so that. i love that yeah. That's oh, I think I, I think I got Rachel in the feels for a second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hi, Rachel. <laughs> hey. oh, nice. Getting me in my feels, that is. Yeah. I love that <laughs> so yeah. much. Yeah. yeah like the, and, and honestly, anyone who's listening, like if you are ever curious about queer community or want to get involved, I really cannot stress Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence enough. Long story short, they quite literally changed and saved my life. So, which is why I got involved in the first place. So, check them out. We have chapters in literally every single state. Some states have multiple chapters. Cool. So, that's awesome. Yeah, very that's, cool. That's that plug for that. <laughs> no, I love that because I didn't even yeah. know that that was like a thing. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. me neither. Yeah. So, I know, I know, New York definitely has a chapter. I'm not sure about New Jersey. I want to say Pennsylvania does, off the top of my head. Like, I want to say that there's actually one in Philly. Probably. Don't quote me. Yeah. Someone is probably listening to this like, you're staying, but that's wrong. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't perceive me. Don't perceive me. <laughs> that's going to be the name of this episode. Interview with Cardi. I was going to say Cardi B. Interview with Cardi B. Don't perceive me. Oh my goodness. You, I, wish, I wish I could be perceived as Cardi B. I am... Not I think that's anymore. what we have to name the episode. Interview with Cardi B. Don't perceive me. 
Oh, People are going to be well, so confused. <laughs> I think you twerk better than Cardi B, so. I would not oh. go that far. Oh. Man twerk per Rachel. It's it's the eye it's contact. It's the eye contact. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got yeah. eye contact with you. Otherwise Cardi B's all the time just like, ah, but you're just like, I'm going to eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of it is the silence because I will do it. Yeah, for, with a serious face and the yeah. eye contact. And I, I will do it, it for a long time until someone makes <laughs> eye contact with me. And then you get, you get a good five seconds and I'm done. Yeah. Like, I, will, I will do it for 10 minutes. But then once you make eye contact with me, you get to see it for five seconds and we're good. <laughs> but I love how like a part of that too is like, like you're waiting for like a high five. And you just yeah. have your hand up and then somebody actually have five. And you're like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but twerking. Literally. Twerking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but twerking. So I actually looked into it a little bit deeper and your moon is actually in your 10th house. So oh. it's like right on the, it's right on the line there. Uh-huh. And I feel like leap, like the moon rules emotion. So the fact that the moon is also in your 10th house just adds to that connection that you have with mm-hmm. people, but also like it adds extra emotion and fuel to like what you do in your life. Right. Everything that you do in your life, you do from your heart. Yeah. Especially when it comes to like career or your job or the mark that you're going to leave on the world, like people are going to remember you for being that person that they could go to when they needed somebody. Yeah. I, and I like that too. And I want to be that person, which is the validation is amazing. You are that person. Good. Especially the gas station attendants. (laughs) Especially the gas station attendants. You know what? I will listen to them all day long because I know (laughs) they see some shit. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. So Tabitha Ugh. actually has a Libra moon and Sagittarius hey, rising as well. Look at you. I also have the, uh, the what was it, Capricorn, some of the Capricorns too. Yeah, that I think we all probably have those Capricorn and, yeah. and Pluto placements because we were all born within a couple of years of each other. Mm-hmm. Right. So those placements. Oh, yeah. And the Aquarius too. You guys both have the Aquarius Saturn. Not oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. look at us. Look, yeah. Hey, how you doing? Um, hi. hi. Now it's officially two Geminis, one Leo, and a Sagittarius. <laughs> You're right. Uh, no, we we can't do that. We've we've already established branding with two Geminis and a Leo. It's just we can't we can't mess up branding now. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have you back once a year. Sounds good. It'll, it'll be like you're haunting the podcast once a year. <laughs> We'll just put end of Sagittarius in the background, like every like as like a watermark. I I love that so much. And then there's just like faint twerking sounds in the background of every video. Listen, so I gotta take Astro Rick, flip him yeah. so his butt's up in the air, and then you yes. have a little Sag symbol, on the side. and then you can actually be Astro Rick. I, I'm so into it. Let's go. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Oh, man. So two other things I wanted to discuss was we already briefly touched on the mm-hmm. Cancer Mars, but I do want to go there because so Mars is the planet of hard work, of passion, sex, 
it's the warrior planet. It's the way that things kind of how you how you present in that warrior mode. Right. Are you a murderer, Corey? <laughs> Corey. I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> I will tell you I am a lover, not a fighter. Mm-hmm. I try to always have patience with people. I have this like theory and this like ideology, I guess you could say, not necessarily a theory. Um, there are two types of people in the world. There are protesters and there are educators. Mm. Everyone fits in one of those two categories in literally everything in life. Mm. And so like, as humans, it's kind of our responsibility to understand which one we are. I am much more of an educator, but also there is a point when mm-hmm. educator Corey gets put down on the table <laughs> and yelling happens. <laughs> you, you I'm sure heard me at some point during Anahata's. I can be very loud, very quickly. So projection of my voice is easy. I've never, mm-hmm. I've never once been in a fight. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Never physically been in a fight. <laughs> yeah, because you keep it all within yourself and then get really pissed off and then explode at at some point. And maybe that explosion one day might turn into murdering a gas station attendant that's just trying to trying to talk through some shit. <laughs> um, I explicitly said not to be perceived. perceived yeah. uh-huh. How dare you? How dare well that's just a very cancer thing you know (laughs) very cancer thing is murdering gas station attendants (laughs) there's the lie there's the lie it's just cancer cancer mars is a little bit of a is a little bit of a tough placement because they want to like you said, be that very kind and understanding and like, okay, let's talk about this person. But at a point, if somebody just keeps dicking around, there's what the, they're, they just got to get got. Fuck around, get fuck around and find the out. The amount of fuck around versus the amount of find out. The but more you fuck someone's around. someone's looking around at a 10, they're going to find out at a level at 10. A 10. <laughs> I like, fucking love that video. It was so great. Sorry. Yes. All I'm saying is, is my favorite thing <laughs> at Pride festivals is the awful preachers who stand by corners and yell awful things. Because mm. as someone who has done a lot of shadow work and can like let that stuff roll off my back real easy, um, oh, it's so easy to mess with those people. It is. It's, it's so great. easy. Like one, <laughs> I. I kind of got nasty with this guy. Um, he like started calling me a perv and all these like degradation things. And anyone in the King community can like probably see where I'm going with this. Um, so I just like sat there and I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> things. yeah. Stop. I'm getting excited. He was like, I was like, yeah, keep going. Oh, this is going to be so good later. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was it was in that voice the entire time it went on for a good five minutes and he eventually That's just awesome. turned around like away from me i was like oh i'm not done yet turn back around keep talking to me what's wrong <laughs> it was so good i've also like bloodied my knuckles by clacking a fan so loud so that i can nice. drown out like, those creatures <laughs> i will tell wow. you a fan clack will drown out people but it can hit back and it does <laughs> It's like, like, oh, there's something wrong with my hand. Look down, bleeding. Oh, that's not ideal. (laughs) 
I love we'll during just... during Adahana's the way that I would find you is by the, the, the fan. fan clap. Yep. Where is it? Where's Corey <laughs> oh, at? Just... Uh... <laughs> yeah. I, listen, it saves me from having to hurt my hands by clapping. It's loud. Mm, yep. It sounds like multiple people. So people like the performers aren't like, no one's clapping. Yeah. Like, no, I'm it's just clapping. a group. Me, I am the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> don't perceive me. I was don't just gonna say, me. but don't, but don't, don't perceive me. <laughs> me standing behind a tree, clapping with my fan. <laughs> just a hand and the fan. Yeah, just a fan. <laughs> yeah, it's all you see. It's, it's that. Uh, it's the gif of one of the Kardashians like peeking behind yeah, a tree. Coming out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Wait, it. but I just had an idea for Corey's Cauldron March. I'm listening. Give it to a, me. A fan. A, cl- a <gasps> fan. Oh. How did I literally not think of that? Sometimes you just need to be presented things that are right in front of your face. It's okay. <laughs> I'm going ha- to have to. Damn. I'm, I'm going to have to talk to my graphic designer now because. Well, everybody, not just him. I'm not just yeah. calling him out. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, Corey. <laughs> the things that are in your life, you see them all the time. So you don't yeah. think of it. Yeah, you know, sure. so like. To bring for somebody else to bring it to your attention is, you know, I need a I sticker can, of one that says "Bless your heart." Mm-hmm. I need like a sticker of yours. I can do with that. Maybe like the cauldron can, on it. Yeah. Oh, no, literally, no one has seen the designs for the stuff that I have coming up. One of them is a cauldron, yeah. and it is like that one. No one has seen. It is so hard. I, I I need you to understand how hard it is for me not to share it because I'm like, no, I want this to be a surprise, but I'm like. It's right there. It's Can you right please there. show us? Can you just show us? You can yeah. show us. I'll, sh- I'll show you live real quick. We won't yeah. This is a live reaction of something yeah, that they no can, one else they has can seen. They can know that we're seeing it, but they're not going to see it. Be jealous. <laughs> <gasps> I love oh it. Yo. Yeah. yeah. Is that awesome. not? It's like, so good. When I tell you, like my graphic and like the camera isn't even really like pick, picking up like yeah. all the colors and stuff. Yeah. But there's like this cute little like swoosh right there, mm-hmm. and I love it. it's when I tell you like when my graphic designer sent it to me, Shellbot, gonna plug for her. I absolutely. Oh, oh yeah, you got you got a couple of their stickers. I died. I was like, yes, the aliens. Yep. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I love I love Shellbot so much. They sent me that, and I was like, I am not paying you enough. I need to pay you more. I need to pay you more. Like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) That was awesome. I love it. I love it. I'm super excited for it. I just, I really need a fan sticker that says, bless your heart with a cauldron, and I want rainbow hearts coming out of it. I, Mm -hmm. I'll see what I can do. (laughs) And by I see what I'll do, I will tell my graphic designer, hey, I want this. And she'll be like, (laughs) I literally just designed two things for you. Are you sure you want more stuff? I'll say yes, of course. Yes, yes. Who do you think I am? (laughs) So the two other placements that I just wanted to touch upon are going to be your Venus and Saturn placements Mm -hmm. in your second house. So this is just a, we could cut this if, if you don't feel comfortable with it. How comfortable do you feel about me talking about you like i mean you've mentioned it but about you being like a queer person oh You're yeah cool with that? Uh, yeah totally down okay. yeah okay so because some people just don't like like talking about like their sexuality and stuff but you have been talking about it but i just wanted to double check yeah no i appreciate okay. that okay great 
So the two other placements that I just wanted to talk about are your Aquarius Venus Mm -hmm. and also your Aquarius Saturn. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I feel like Venus in either Gemini or Aquarius, like to me, automatically point to somebody who who is queer Mm -hmm. or who has like at least some interest in different types of sexualities. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people that I know that are that are queer either have a Gemini Venus, Aquarius Venus. And I think also, no, that's it, honestly. Uh, and it doesn't, that's not like if you don't have those placements, right. you can't be a queer person. But like, <laughs> it's just, it's interesting to me that I find a lot of people are more sexually open, adventurous, yes, yeah. or open when they have those placements. Mm. And I find that really interesting because uh, I was just actually did a reading with somebody who is Polly, who also uh-huh. has that placement. Yeah. And when I saw that you had that placement, I was like, that's really interesting. And my mind is blown. So yeah. this is now fact in my brain. Right. <laughs> and it's so it, it, I have it's you said it was the Gemini or you have Aquarius. 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 Okay. Interesting. Because like, so with gender, because I a lot of times people associate gender and sex at the same time, and a lot of times, like back in the day, that was a thing too. Like you associated gender and sex, pretty like or gender and sexuality, I should say. I have always like I am non-binary. Um, I use all pronouns with respect, and I've always told people like when they ask me what my gender is, I kind of like give a shrug, and like anytime someone talks about gender, I'm like when you envision yourself like in your head. Like a lot of times people will envision like a body and then that body has like a specific look and generally specific parts. When I envision myself, it's just like a ball of energy. Yeah, pretty much. It's just a ball of energy. Um, Yeah. And so like I've always told people like I honor both the masculine and feminine versions of myself because both of those people are me either way. And so like by saying for me specifically, not that this applies to other people, but for me specifically by saying like, I am a man. Well, I don't feel like a man. And I also don't feel like a woman. I feel like both Mm -hmm. and neither at the same time. Mm -hmm. So like, Mm -hmm. it's not like an agender situation. It is not like an omni-gender situation. It is to me just a non-binary blanket statement. Mm -hmm. And like that took a very long time. Like that's, that is something that I came to the realization of, I would say in the last four or five years. And sexuality for me has always been kind of fluid anyways. Like I say I'm gay just because it's like easy. But generally speaking, like if I'm talking to someone in community, I'll say I'm queer. Cause like I don't specifically find women unattractive. I just don't specifically seek out sexual relations with women typically. Mm-hmm. With caveat. Right. With caveat. Cause like <laughs> some yeah. doms, some dumb women are just like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I will sure. I will give you everything but my wallet because if you pick up my wallet, you're just gonna be in more in debt and that's not worth it. <laughs> I love that. Uh but Venus in the second house is mm-hmm. good for finances and stuff like that. So Aquarius does Ooh. lend a little bit of Aquarius, well, this is the thing. I know you're shaking your head but I was going to say, but Aquarius, the thing Uh with Aquarius is, is that you have to get, give back to get. Oh, yeah. So like, you'll see that 
more in your life as you contribute and give back like that's mm-hmm. when the money will come to you more but okay. also with saturn being there it throws a wrench into it because saturn is the lessons the lesson teacher okay. so if you're not learning the lessons of the things that you've done in the past that didn't work for you financially you'll continue to stick to the pattern so once you break out of the pattern and allow yourself to kind of like save money in a unique way not in like a structured way or in a way that like the rest of society does that's when you're going to really see the prosperity and the and the growth in that part of yourself for sure okay cool that's good to keep in mind because bills yeah (laughs) i was gonna say zaddy's a little rude sometimes (laughs) (laughs) zaddy's literally yeah He's all about teaching the lessons. And also the second house isn't just about financial worth. It's also Mm -hmm. about self-worth too. So it's about learning those self-worth lessons as well. And uh, I could definitely see you as somebody that when you're having like a self-worth moment, it's like you'll disappear and everybody will be like, have you you seen Corey? It's been a while. It's been a minute since since Corey's been around. Where is he? Wow. Mm. Wow. I, I, I have asked not to be perceived. <laughs> Multiple times during this episode. <laughs> Stop perceiving Corey. The audacity. <laughs> no, that, that very much tracks, which is interesting. Because, yeah. ow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Astrology is not always nice. No. no but love it. Like, I mean, it's true. I feel yeah. like that Saturn in Aquarius is pretty, or the, yeah, Saturn in Aquarius is pretty, pretty fucking rude, too. Yeah, because like, when I, I got my reading with her, and I have my Saturn's in Aquarius too, but it's in my first house, and she was mm-hmm. like, "This is like the chain around your neck that's like holding you back, like a dog on a leash." And I was like, "That's fucked up." Yeah, <laughs> like Jesus. She was like Jesus. So what I'm hearing is you need to pull some devil card energy into it. Uh, apparently, like, I need to. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But you've been working through it. Oh yeah. Yeah. You gotta. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing about my readings is like, I will give you all of the really nice and like fluffy things about I'll your stab chart, you. but, I'm, but I'm also going <laughs> to stab you with the shadow work side of it too. Yes. And I I've, love had it. People, I've had people come out of my readings, like completely change their life like one person was had a career in fashion and i did a reading with her and now she's like a successful life coach like it's just really interesting what people learn about themselves through astrology so i just find that really interesting you're also really fucking amazing also that get a reading with Teresa if you guys haven't already that is all okay those those groany sounds are not (laughs) fair don't be mean to my friend yes (laughs) Yes. As the person that's like, oh, don't be perceived. <laughs> don't perceive me. I like, can only perceive you. <laughs> ultimate voyeurism. <laughs> um, like, and one of my things too, and I, I, I will talk about this until I turn blue in the face. So I will try to stop after I make this statement. With anything in magic, like specifically when we're talking about like numerology or tarot or astrology, like you, in my opinion, don't necessarily have to believe in it because mathematically speaking, like there are infinite possibilities, right? But also like 
whenever we're talking about stuff like this, like doing tarot pulls, doing oracle card pulls, doing like birth chart readings, whatever, if something resonates with you in the moment, it resonated with you for some reason. So like that is that I think is something that's important to like think about, especially for people who are like maybe not necessarily as strong in believing or who maybe have like moments of doubt. Cause like tarot, I always make the very clear assumption, like there are 72 cards in this deck. The likelihood that I pull the same card every single time I do a drawing and I shuffle it different every single time is astronomically low. Mm-hmm. So yeah. one card out of 72 cards, I pull every single time. And one card out of 72 cards, I don't pull ever. Weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Sus. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. So, and like with astrology too, I think it's important because like these could be li- like, these are life lessons. I mean, yeah. we talk about like the houses of like sex and finance and self-love and self-worth and all that stuff. But if it enacts change, I think that's a huge thing. Like, and I definitely, this will be one of those things for me. Like, I love astrology. I love listening about it and hearing about it and learning. It's just my brain will never like absorb the information for whatever reason. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I have, time. yeah. And that's why I have two Geminis and a Leo to, uh, <laughs> to listen to and learn from. You're so, so nice. I love you. I love, all three. I, lo- I love, I love you all so much. Like I, I just, I want to like get little pocket versions of you and just keep you with me at all times. <laughs> Oh, I love that I just, idea. Right? I, I, I just know. want to be like in your pocket, like. <laughs> 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 yeah. And it's crazy because we've only officially known each other for one month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ew. Actually, I know. <laughs> Does Ew. it feel like a lifetime, but in the it best does. way? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't think that Anahata's purpose is just one weekend. I yeah. think that you go there and live like two years <laughs> in the best ways. Yeah. You you like across the threshold into the camp and then it's mm-hmm. like time stops outside of that. Mm-hmm. And then you just like live. Yeah. For, for, for forever. And then you leave and time restarts. Yeah. Why, did I, why do you think I say time isn't real and hail CERN? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I fucks be, with it. Before everyone gets there. Rachel's actually a time witch. <laughs> which is true because you are ruled by Saturn. So you are a time witch. I am. Absolutely. Rachel is going to outlive everyone. That's that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I don't know. She might do some dumb shit and end up dead. <laughs> she might do oh, some dumb shit. Rude. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's great. It'll be like it'll be like trying to teach the bear shadow work, like we're talking <laughs> on fucking the hearth and head. <laughs> so why do you scratch your butt against this tree? <laughs> what is it about this tree specifically You're piss that the bear keeps off. you coming here? <laughs> it's just a good squishy, tushy, itchy tree. <laughs> it's got the good bark. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean it offensively. I just could just imagine you like being really excited about something and then I don't Dying. know. Maybe you would like run and you like accidentally fall off a cliff. I don't know. <laughs> Am I making it worse? 
Yes, absolutely. You are making it work. I was trying to make it better. <laughs> I, I, I know that's what you were trying to do, but I also saw it in your face. You were like, I'm not doing any better. <laughs> As you were saying it, you knew you were making the light, it better. The light in the eye just kind of dies a little. Like it yeah, yeah. And again, it just falls off a cliff and dies. Uh, we're going to control all, delete all of that. I ain't trying to have you freaking manifested <laughs> I'm not that powerful. Don't delete. Don't worry. <laughs> right, I'm, doing, I'm doing time magic. Control all delete. There you go. We're going to forget this entire conversation and Rachel's going to be like, successful. I've done it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hail CERN. Hail CERN. <laughs> It's, it's I need, somehow like not in the recording anymore. It's just gone from time. Gone. I need I need Rachel as Vanna White with like CERN on the Jeopardy board. <laughs> not Jeopardy. Uh, oh, what Wheel is it? Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Fortune. Yes. Just okay. Okay. Yes. Well, yes. Second of all. Second of all. This is totally fucking random. But my yeah. senior year prom dress. Was a dress that Vanna White also wore. Hmm. What? It's like it was the same designer in the same dress. That's so crazy. It was crazy. a beautiful yeah. dress. It was beautiful. Yeah. But it was a Vanna White dress. And it was Hell blue. Yeah. Ooh. Hail, happy Hail Jupiter Troops. Hail Cern. Jupiter Troop. <laughs> All I'm saying is, yes, let's do that. I want to be a yeah. sticker while I do this. And it just yeah. says Hail Cern. But I want to be wearing my headphones. And yeah. I have a dress on with like a flannel on top of it. Mm-hmm. I... I love everything about that so much. <laughs> also, it gives firm, and I love you, don't take this offensively, it gives Fuck. firm lesbian vibes. That's fine. <laughs> I don't take that offensively at all. Good. <laughs> My Venus is in Gemini. I do not oh, take oh, that well, offensively. There you go. There you go. <laughs> She's a little adventurous. <laughs> that's that's going to be my next question. Like, I'm going to a leather event tonight, and I'm just going to like go around and be like, what what's what's your Venus? What's, what's your, your Venus, Venus sign? sign? Yeah. Keep a poll for us. And Please come do back. that. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> everyone is Venus, Gemini, or Aquarius. No one yeah. else. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> oh, Maybe well. Pisces. Let's throw Venus Pisces in That's there fair. too. Because well, like Pisces Pisces is a twin too, right? Yeah. Yes. Like a duality. Another yeah. Twin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely. So is Aquarius a duality? Mm-mm. It is not. It's the water bearer, but it is very just like unique and original in all of its thoughts, feelings, and okay. it's like ahead of its time. Gotcha. You know, that's where you're connecting to water. Mm, the water, water bearer. bearer. Yeah, it's an air sign. Yeah, it's your second house too. Oh wait, yeah. Wait, Aquarius is an air sign. Yeah, it's yes. an air sign. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's the water bearer. It's a little but it's weird. Water bearer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just carrying everyone's emotions for him. That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's how you connect to the water. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm into it. I dig it. I like yeah, it. But, but, but take that, take that water and pour it into your own cup every once in a while yeah. too. Yeah. <sighs> Don't do it. It's uncomfortable. No. Drink it. Drink it. I said, do not. And you keep receive. <laughs> how dare you? The it's fucking rude. I'm never coming back. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about them all the time on Facebook instead. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, man. So what do you guys think of Corey's chart? What is it giving you, Rachel? 
What is it giving you guys? I wasn't expecting that. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I figured since Put we her were on like, spot. Wrote, damn. You know, this was a really nice roast. <laughs> yeah. This was a nice roast. It was, it was a nice, yeah. Ooh, honey roast. Mm-hmm. A honey baked honey ham. roasted. Yeah, mm. I think that I think that when we started the podcast, we really aspired to like really like roast, roast people. people. But every time yeah. we roast them, it's like a honey roast. Like, it's really nice. <laughs> honey because we're like nuts. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we are. We are a bunch of honey roasted nuts. nuts. Absolutely, I love Absolutely. that so much. It's just like because we're like so nice. We just you can't are help so it. nice. So nice. So stinking nice okay we don't have you don't have to answer the question rachel it's fine uh we can move oh, no, on to something like, else. i know it'll, everything that i'm like kind of thinking i'm like that's not good enough that's not, that's, oh, <laughs> that's not, not good, good enough. enough oh my i know you had rachel, a couple of questions you wanted to ask tabitha yeah. like you want to ask oh, no, well i was just gonna ask like what like after learning about your chart do you feel like there's mm-hmm. a placement that really stuck out to you that you feel like you resonate with the most i would say the mars cancer Honestly, that kind of like helps a lot, not in like an excusing kind of way, but like, so I have autism and ADHD as well. And so like, part of that is my brain is always kind of racing on top of Mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah. And so like, I've always felt that my fuse is a lot shorter whenever whenever it comes to dealing with like conflict situations or like maybe situations where I kind of see injustice or feel like maybe I'm not being heard. <clears throat> I keep clearing my throat. I apologize. It's okay. Have, When's the last time you it. drank water? I have, <laughs> I have this giant thing right here. Let's all take I'll a water, 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 break. water break. I'm sorry. I was just kidding. I'm just In my defense, I'm, I'm at 4 p.m. and it's 1 o'clock. So... Thank you, Rachel, you. for caring. You. Thank you. I just want I you. To be, I just want you to be proud of me. <laughs> I'm just. I'm a. Yeah. I. Just, I am. Oh. I am. <laughs> this is turning into a Rachel roast today. <laughs> <laughs> Flip the table. <laughs> Don't perceive me. <laughs> perceive Rachel. <laughs> and I just jump off a cliff. <laughs> no. <laughs> Control the <delete>. leap. <laughs> this entire podcast is gone tomorrow, and no one knows why. Oh. <laughs> um but yeah like so with uh with my mars and cancer it kind of like gives me a little bit more insight to like maybe douse that fire a little bit maybe Mm -hmm. like whenever i start to feel that like heat calm calm down yeah connect with water water. actually weird okay yeah so yesterday i was having that moment like i was having a moment of like just like like everything's wrong and i like went and took a shower just like Mm -hmm. the coldest shower possible Mm. and was totally fine afterwards yeah cold showers man oh Mm. well and you you have like thick curly hair too so like you know like there's there's a heat that comes with it that like yeah it's it hurts yeah physically it hurts yes but yeah but afterwards beautiful hair Whole new person. Whole new person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish my hair looked like yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, uh, I just, w- I just want big <laughs> hair, super curly. Which, like, my hair is super curly right now. It looks like a, a 
trash heap because I've I brushed it yesterday. I don't know why I brushed it. You look it. beautiful. How would you Listen brush your hair? You. I literally, I never do. And yesterday I was like, I'm going to comb it through. Why? <laughs> I, I even used my beard comb. I didn't, like, I didn't even use a real comb. It was, I don't know, Rachel. It was okay. a weird day yesterday. It was Bad a weird idea. day. All right. All right. Bad ideas <laughs> everywhere. You know, today I will deep condition it and love it extra because she's, she's doing a lot today. Listen, if you want a lot of hair. If you want volume, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you want all the things. Mm-hmm. The secret weapon is mousse and a diffuser. And then you have to scrunch the crunch, of course. Yeah. Uh, why can't I think of the terminology for it? It's casting. You cast it oh. and then you break the cast. Oh. Yeah. So that's the terminology used for that. Break my cast. <laughs> yeah. You break the cast. You cast the hair. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. Rachel's like, I can't be serious with you now. You've. <laughs> I, was, I was teaching you a thing, and then you got weird about it. Yeah, that's that's what you do. Okay, Aquarius cool. Venus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it. I yeah. love that so much. Cool. Thank you. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also weird tangent. Hair is the weirdest thing in the world. No product is meant for everyone, and it just irritates me. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Like yeah, there's like uh, a million kinds of mooses. Yeah, and, and like yeah. and mooses. Um, I used to, I worked I worked for a hair brand and worked in cosmetics. Yeah, and that so I'm like, I don't want to be like mm. all yeah. the brands, but I'll message you some recommendations. Okay, please, <laughs> please, because like I so I started actually like caring for my hair as though it were curly hair in like 2020 because you know i was working from home so i could do whatever i wanted with it yeah stop shampooing every day nice. finally after forever mm-hmm. and now i'm to the point where i essentially like shampoo like maybe once a week if that and the rest of it is just like conditioner mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah it was it was a journey also the oily phase is real rough it yeah. is real it's rough for dry dry shampoo's best friend I thought you weren't supposed to use dry shampoo on curly hair. Oh, no. You totally can use dry shampoo. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> the more I you always, know. Yeah. Mm, Actually, here's another. Okay. I guess this is now turning into a cosmetic podcast. Hair talk. <laughs> hair talk. If you put dry shampoo in your hair at night and sleep in it and then blow dry it out a little in the morning. Hmm. Also, get a bonnet. Everyone needs a bonnet. Curly hair or not, get a bonnet. Mm-hmm. Please. Please. Silk pillowcases aren't enough if you're not using silk everything. Just get a bonnet. That's a good idea. It is. It like you'll be surprised. Like yeah. how healthy your hair is after you use a bonnet. Because like yeah. cotton pillows or linen pillowcases or whatever, like they tear your hair up. Also like, your skin. Yes, also. Like no if if you are using cotton pillowcases or whatever, like you are not washing your pillowcases enough. Mm-hmm. I promise you. It's they're gross. Pillows are gross. People Pillows drool. Pillows are gross. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It is also wash, also clean your phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cleaned my headphones today. Nice. See, the headphone aspect is what kills me because, like, these are foam, and I use these. I use this headset for work. Mm-hmm. You can't clean foam. You just can't you can spray alcohol on it. I don't know that you can spray these. Can, Can you, you take, take the, the foam off? 
you can take the foam off. <laughs> <laughs> I learned something so much. I learned so many things today. Look at me. Throw them in the washing machine. Yeah. This is my Gemini Mercury coming through right now. Just all yeah. of this unnecessary facts and shit. Yes, and it like, like never ending. Never ending. It's my ADHD. It's that too. That's, it's that too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. This is a, a podcast full of neurodivergent people. So. I know. It yeah. makes me so yeah. happy. Like every time I listen to episodes, I'm like, my people. My like, people. Yeah. Like, there are some podcasts, and like this is not a drag on anyone. I just want to make that very clear. There are some podcasts that are very structured, and I love it. I mm-hmm. love that for them. I think about doing it, and I'm like, I that's not that's not going to be me. No, I can't. No, honestly, I feel like the unstructuredness of our podcast is what makes us so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's it's super conversational, and I think that that's what a lot of people want to hear. Like they want to yeah. like yeah. they want to feel like they're hanging out with friends whenever they're listening to podcasts. A lot of times. Well, so. I mean, not only that, I think when it is more of a conversation based, like mm-hmm. I know for me, I learn better that way. Yeah. Me yeah. Too. I remember stuff better that way than somebody just spewing out facts all the time. Right. And like, yeah, there's definitely like when we read a chart, like we are just like, it's this place and this place and planet and this and this and this. But then when we start talking about it and diving into the things a little bit more, I feel like that's I actually I, I learned I've learned so much more about astrology. Mm-hmm since right. we've been doing this yes. than I have before ever. And I've tried. I've had yeah. the books. Mm-hmm. I've listened to other podcasts about astrology, but I do feel like I've just, I've learned more doing this because yeah. it is just open conversation and curiosity. Well, and then you can make associations that you wouldn't be able to make if like you're just listening or if you're just reading. I mean, for example, the Mars and cancer thing for me, like that passion, the fire, like can go both ways. Mm-hmm. And like, I burn people sometimes. I burn mm-hmm. myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's that's mm-hmm. a thing. But then like the idea of Venus being in Gemini Pisces or Aquarius and that being associated possibly with queer people, like now I can be like, hey, fun fact. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. like the duality of things, which is really cool too. It's yeah. there's a lot. Like whenever you're just talking about things, you can process, I think, a little bit better. And then of course, in this setting with like the three of you you actually have the ability to ask questions where you can't do that with books or with like listening to podcasts. So, yeah. Yeah. I also feel like it's a little bit more relatable when you're yeah. just sitting down and having a conversation, like when it's ends up, you know, we end up spiraling off into something completely mm-hmm. different, but it ends up being like more. Yeah. I relate yeah. to a podcast more when it's more conversational. Yeah. Well, and then it doesn't sound as like formal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Today, we're going to talk about Exhibit A for why Gemini are this. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, Yeah, we we only do that when we're comparing me to a cult leader. Exactly. (laughs) Exhibit E. I love that our live show that everybody was like pitching in and like being a part of the show. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I will say like, that is one of my things about like being perceived that like, I I will put my entire existence into responding to people whenever like they're presenting or whatever cuz like I have been a presenter and had an audience that just like did not yes interact yes. Yeah. horrible is the worst you're like it well is. there's like yeah fuck my drag i guess i don't know what to do now like okay cool. yeah 
Like I totally, that's, I'm always like, if nobody volunteers for something, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I'll do it. Literally, like I just, yeah. I, oh, uh, yeah, I'm the same way. Cause I have mm-hmm. done that and I have had that happen too. Yeah. And I'm like, I know I'm not boring. Right. So yeah. present trauma. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Then it just becomes well. Now, if I'm in that situation, which I have not been in that situation in a few years, which is nice, knock on wood. um, I just literally start calling everyone out. Yeah, not like in a teacher way, but I'm like, come on, you guys don't have an opinion. What are you talking about? What are you thinking right now? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. like I, I always try. Like, if I'm presenting, which also haven't been in that position in a long time, like I'll be like, okay, so like, how do we feel about that? Okay, nice, good question. Yeah, how how you feeling? Tell me, I need. Feedback. Does it make sense? Can I get some head nods? Can I get something? You gotta. Am I not making sense? Am I speaking a different language? I literally don't know what's going on. Give it to me. Give me everything. <laughs> Give me everything. Like, <laughs> Give me soul. I love. I love how Rachel like shirt over chin. Like I hate it. I hate it. But I love it. Love That's it. her safety. That's her safety yeah. place. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, you know I feel it. Mm-hmm. I don't have a collar, so I can't quite. But it's nice though having your chin just yeah. hidden from the world. I am like one of the people who gets like super long sleeves, so I can hide my hands. So it's, mm, yeah, yes. mm-hmm. yep. I will tuck my. I either hands need into... them here or I need them like here. Yeah. there's no in between. No. Yeah, like if it. No, Mm-mm. yep. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I need it to be off of my forearm and wrist entirely. Yes. Like mm-hmm. those are the no fly zones. Do not touch. <laughs> There's nothing worse than a shirt that has like the arms are just a little too short. There's nothing worse than that. I fucking hate it. I hate no, it. No, th- those shirts get donated. I can't yeah. wear them. No, no those shirts not. turn into three quarter shirts. Mm. True. Well, see, but like I get short sleeves because I have like giant shoulders. I guess for whatever reason, I have I have broad shoulders too. Like they they do the weird like half shoulder cut. Yes. Like, why, why? No one has I this know. length of shoulder. No. Yeah. I <laughs> and definitely. Like, I'm, <sighs> and then it's tight on the arms and the yes. upper arms. And yeah. You're just like why? Yeah. I, I definitely. Yeah. I'm on that struggle bus as well. I don't know if this is a thing in other places. This was a thing where, where I grew up. We call it being biscuited, where like a thing is cutting into like your body and then it's like pushing like your mm. flesh mm-hmm. out a little bit okay. further than the seam or whatever. Like those shirts that have the super short sleeves, the baby doll always, shirt. Like, yeah, like it biscuits my arm, and it's like shirt flesh mound right at the seam. That's I've like, never, that's I've never lovely. heard that term, but Biscuited. I can understand <laughs> that. Yeah. And muffin top go hand in hand. Yeah. Yes, yes, um, a similar concept. Biscuited is usually, I think, associated more nicer. With like, oh, I would say meaner. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Because like. Typically, it's like, oh, they're biscuited. Mm. Oh. Yeah. It's oh. kind of like a bless your heart situation, but a little bit meaner and specifically talking about people's body and being fat phobic. Um, but I'm reclaiming it. I'm reclaiming yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I'm also wearing shorts, I promise. That was just a very bare leg. <laughs> I know you can't see below. And I just like kicked my leg up and it's from that angle. It looked very naked, but I'm wearing that pants, been, I promise. That would have been fine. Yeah. That yeah. Been- I mean, you're not seeing anything either way. But, <laughs> yeah, so the other question that yes. we wanted to ask you, uh, astrology wise, is from your knowledge mm-hmm. on what the planets represent, mm-hmm. what planet would you say you are? Ooh. Do you want me to go over what they represent real quick? Yes. 
Okay. And I'll try so my best the to remember. Sun, uh-huh. The sun is basic self. Okay. Moon is emotion. Uh-huh. Mercury is knowledge, the way we mm-hmm. express it, the way we take it in. Mm-hmm. Venus is love, but also growth and like building, like fundamental building kind of things. Yeah. Mars is passion and sex and warrior. Mm-hmm. Jupiter is expansion. Okay. Saturn is maturity and time. Mm-hmm. Uranus is unexpected changes and miracles. Mm-hmm. Neptune is like dreams and psychic abilities and things like that. Mm-hmm. And Pluto is death and transformation. So going back to like trust your intuition, originally I was going to say Neptune, mm-hmm. but with those explanations and Corey brain kicking in, not necessarily intuition, I would probably lean a little bit more towards, so it was, you said sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, Venus. Venus. Yeah, I would say maybe Venus because that one was kind of like hitting a specific spot. Mm-hmm. But like initially my brain was like, Neptune. And I, I feel like Neptune. that was it. Yeah. I feel like that was like an intuition moment of like, yeah. Then I was like, no, yeah. explain it to yeah. me. <laughs> Let me but logic also, out of this. <laughs> I also like that because of how magical you are. And that is something that we wanted to also bring up if you're willing to like yeah. talk about your your craft and yeah. Appalachian Appalachian witchcraft and that kind of yeah. stuff. We were interested in hearing about that. For sure. So I am from Appalachia. Uh, my family is heavily from Appalachia, like middle of it and of course like the part of Appalachia that I'm from is obviously like the eastern Kentucky part traditionally speaking if you're talking to someone from Appalachia or someone in Appalachia in Kentucky I'm from the foothills I'm not actually in like Appalachia specifically but I grew up with a lot of very specifically like folk hill magic traditions my grandmother is Welsh which is realistically just a continuation of Appalachia uh, there's like right. really interesting um, geographic charts that kind of show how Appalachia broke off from like Irish, Scottish, Welsh Isles to form what we know as Appalachia now. Interesting. So fun, fun fact about that, okay. um, which is also why Appalachia has a pretty predominant like Scots-Irish, Welsh population because they knew how to work the land. They were familiar with it. It looked like home to them. Right. So I have a lot of like folk traditions with that. Lots of things that I didn't necessarily understand were like witchy until I started getting into practicing things like we had Yule logs every year. Like that was just a tradition. My grandmother would like, she had a fireplace and she would light a fire around Christmas and it would not go out. Like we made sure it did not go out the entire like week or so. Um, Looking back on it, it was realistically probably her celebrating Yule specifically, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not necessarily Christmas, but of course she was Presbyterian. So she called it Christmas. The traditions we had weren't really talked about. It was just like what we did. Mm -hmm. We were making pomanders as kids, like me and my brother and my cousins made pomanders. And every, like after Yule every year, she would take the, my grandmother would take the ashes from the fireplace and spread them on the driveway. Her reasoning was that it made the ice melt and you could drive on it easier. One, we had a gravel driveway, so that's not a thing. Um, And two, like that is actually a witchy practice. So it's essentially like extending the protection of your hearth to like your driveway. Your driveway. Ah. Yeah. And it's it's stopping 
people who may have malicious intent from coming to your home. That's mm-hmm. that was the idea of it. So Catch there Tabitha was and Rachel getting all their ashes out of their <laughs> car <laughs> and it on their driveways. Yeah. We, yeah. Keep, we do keep ours, so yeah, I'm be yeah. We, we we I usually put mine in the garden. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, well, it, ashes are really good for gardens too. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. really yeah. good for roses. Fun fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just because my grandma, my grandmother's name was Primrose. She grew roses. Aww. It was a whole thing. Yeah. That is but, a whole thing. Yeah. I love she, that. She was fabulously just unapologetically extra. It was great. What was um, her sun sign? Uh, she was the ram. I can't remember. Aries? Aries? A- yeah. Aries. Yeah. She was Aries. Nice. But so there was that. And then like I grew up smoke cleansing. Like that was just a common practice in our house. Um, I didn't understand that it was not an everyone thing. <laughs> until I got into like middle school, high school, and I was like, "Oh, weird! You got strange. You got okay, whatever." <laughs> and then I lost connection with a lot of magic and practice and stuff. Kind of like in adolescence, I was outed. I did the whole like try to pray the gay away thing. Clearly, that did not stick, <laughs> and I'm glad it didn't. Yeah, and you just prayed extra into oh, yourself oh, instead. Right. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> um, and so started kind of like looking for other religions outside of Christianity because I was pretty much forced out of every church that I went to, which is whatever. And I kept kind of coming back to witchcraft. Um, of course, like we're talking early two thousands, so a lot of times it was like me getting books on like Wicca which mm-hmm. I am not a Wiccan. I'm specifically witchcraft for lots <laughs> of reasons. that's where a lot of us start, though. Yeah. You right. Know? Well, and especially it's, like... It's easy to take the ceremonial stuff that we knew from before exactly. and mm-hmm. now take it and put it into right. witchcraft. So I feel right. like that's where a lot of people start on yeah. their journey, for sure. And, and it's so crazy, agree. too, because like I don't have like a, anything Wicca. And I think mm-hmm. it's just getting here from the Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like Wicca is like basically christianity more earth-based literally right? like that's yeah. what i've heard yeah, yeah. and i feel like I mean, that's always interesting like i've never even like that's not how i got here yeah right well, and i think it's interesting that if you come the other way like it's normally through wicca is your your right. point of contact <laughs> yeah well, and like there's there's also this huge like there was a huge wicca boom in like the 90s the 90s yeah yeah that i think that because of the prevalence of wicca and the amount that people talked about it societally that allowed a lot of like gold uh, bookstores and things like that to carry Wicca books without it mm-hmm. being like devil worship, devil worship, devil worship. Yeah. Cause like, that's literally the only way that I found them was cause like, it was like the five Wicca books in my local bookstore. Yeah. And then like, I just bought them kind of like in secret whenever I was like out with my friends and then like <laughs> hid them. Cause I was like, I don't want any, like, Oh, oh God, I'm going to get disowned which yeah. was not ever anything that like was talked about. So I don't know why I thought that, but well, it's um, because of like, it's not necessarily your family. Right. Yeah. And it's not necessarily your family, but it's everybody else that's out there. Like, right. Telling you that this is wrong, you know, right. and telling you that like everything about you is wrong. So right. it's easy, you know, it's, it's talking about that hidden sun in the 12th oh, house. Oh. Oh, it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier to just hide exactly who you are because then you didn't have to deal with the bullshit of Everyone. everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then honestly, like 
I kind of kept a lot of witchy practices as an adult. So like I graduated high school, I went to college, obviously. I dabbled a lot like all through middle school and high school. When I went to college, I met a swath of people from all religious backgrounds, from kind of all sexualities and genders. And that was kind of whenever I started devoting myself to learning everything that I could about everyone's experiences. And that is still a journey that I'm on. And I don't think, or I hope to never be off. Yeah, I I don't want it to end. It won't. Which I'm happy for. (laughs) Same. Yeah. Same. I love hearing about stuff. But I made some really good friends, one of which is like who I consider my best friend. Uh, We were roommates for 10 years through and after college. Huge part of my life. I'm actually going to be facilitating his wedding to his wife, which is going to be a witch and Jew matrimony. Wait, so when is this happening? Because I'm doing the same thing in like two weeks. We are going to do it. I think it's next year. It was supposed to be this year. Well, it was supposed to be 2021 pandemic. Mm -hmm. 2022 Mm -hmm. but like finances stuff but they're wanting to do it i think like in the fall sometime next year so i don't know be during anahadas or i'll fight no no (laughs) (laughs) i will fight them yeah i'm officiating a wedding the weekend of the 21st hey that'll be so fun exciting yeah and it's definitely you know little Jewy witchy. Yeah. Like I I need to still learn a lot of the Hebrew because I want him to do his vows in Hebrew. But she is the witch. And mm. so like I'm gonna do a full like calling the corners and stuff like that. Her family oh. is Ooh. very her family is very Christian. So that's gonna oh. be an interesting <laughs> an interesting vibe to bring into the circle. Nice. But I I've made it very clear to them. I was like, if you want me to go all out on this, I will go full ritual on this. And his wife was like, yes, I, I want it to be a thing. And he's like, when we like became friends, like he had tarot cards already. Um, mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the ways we bonded. So we would meet at like the amphitheater of our college and we would like just pull tarot like for hours every night. Cool. Awesome. And then like we, beca- it actually became a ritual for us. Like the last night that we were allowed to be on campus me and him and a couple of our, our other friends would all meet at the amphitheater and we would smoke hookah and eat just shit food and yep. we would pull tarot. And that was like, that was a semester thing. Like every semester we did that. It was really cool. He's also one of the first people that I had a Claire audience moment with, which was nice. wild. Wow. So we went to EKU, which is Eastern Kentucky University. And there's this like ghost story on campus about the blue lady, which is this person who supposedly committed suicide in a bell tower. We lived in a residence hall next to that bell tower mm-hmm. and his room faced the bell tower. Mm. Okay. So we were in his, Oh, it makes me so angry. We, we developed a rule after this. Uh, we were sitting in his room. It was like midnight or something and we were pulling tarot. So like already kind of like poking at the veil. Mm-hmm. And I hear clear as day from like my right side, which was like a wall just i see you and i was like "Mm, hate it and like hate it i I got the spine feeling you know Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and i like looked outside because the window was open and there was no one like on the sidewalk and we're like three floors up at this point so like i wouldn't have heard someone say nobody yeah yeah um there was no one on the sidewalk i like walked out into the hallway because the door was open there was no one in the hallway and i got this like compelling feeling like i was compelled to tell him 
And I was like, I am not saying that. That is going to terrify the shit out of him. And the boy already has nightmares. I refuse. No. Mm-hmm. And but it just kept like gnawing at me. And I was finally just like, okay, I don't know how you're gonna receive this. It's like, but I, I feel like I have to tell you, just I see you. And his face went like whiter than white because the boy's very Caucasian. <laughs> um, <laughs> just went like pale white. And he was like, Well, I got my answer. And I was like, What do you mean you got your answer? What? And he was like, last night I was laying in bed naked and I was just like, I wonder if the blue lady could see me. And I went to sleep. (laughs) I was like, how uncomfortable. I was like, like, one, yeah, apparently she can. And two, never, ever, 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 ever again ask open air questions. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? And he was like, I didn't mean to. It was just, I was just curious. And I was like, okay, new rule, no more open air questions. (laughs) 10 years. That, That happened like year two of our relationship. 10 years later, we still do not op- ask open-air questions. Like, period. Yeah. It is, it is yeah. not a thing we do. Unless we have an intended target and we are able to receive the message in the time, we do not ask open-air mm. questions. Because, like, wow. it's it's a two-way street for both of us. Like, I will ask open-air questions and he will get the answer if we're around yeah. each other. It is weird and cool and awful all at the same time. Yeah. But, That's how I know it's an intuitive thought, though, when it keeps yeah. gnawing at you and it's mm-hmm. like, you need to express this in yes. some way, like do it, you know? Well, yeah. and so for me with clear audience, and I've noticed this, um, I have audio processing disorder because of my ADHD. And so like people always sound weird. Like they sound like muddled or muted or something. Like my brain always takes a second to like process what people say. Mm-hmm. With clear audience, it is always my right side and it is crystal clear. Like mm-hmm. I have no question mm-hmm. what people say or what what it is what is said rather, and it's yeah. only this ear that hears it. And it's like, like if someone were to rest a chin on my shoulder and speak to me, that's how it sounds. Mm-hmm. But it's just that, like my left side doesn't hear it; only my right side. Like I got goosebumps thinking about it. It's yeah. weird. It's, <laughs> but then I kind of like fell in and out of practice, like everyone does. I follow the seasons pretty heavily with my practice. Um, summer is my most active time. Winter is my like most reserved times. And I had recently switched jobs to work a job that I was pretty much just like data entry at the time, uh, which gave me a lot of time to listen to podcasts. And I was LARPing with one of my friends and mm-hmm. she was like, oh, hey, like, since you listen to podcasts, have you ever heard of Witch Bitch Amateur Hour? I was like, no, like, what is that about? And she was like, and oh. from that moment, literally. your whole world changed. <laughs> literally. Um, so I got on within the first, like, five episodes, I think. And I was just like, holy shit, this is really cool. I wrote them back and forth, like, about spooky sodes and stuff like that. And then I've pretty much just been tweeting about them for the past five years. <laughs> and that is kind of honestly which which amateur hour has kind of kept my practice alive specific i mean it's encouraged me to try new things that i wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise so huge plug for them yeah and i yeah, mean really absolutely really because of them like Corey's cauldron is a thing because like yeah. i don't know that i would have branched out that much to do it on my own because like it started off with like they mentioned that i tweeted about them and then like i, I did a review and then i was a patreon and then it was like Suddenly, I was just like a named character within the lore of the show. And I was like, what is happening to me right now? Um, <laughs> and I'd made a post because I was going down to Dallas to visit one of my friends, like 2019, I think. And Charlie or Macy one like reached out and they were like, dude, next time you're down here, like we have to like meet up with you. Like it has to be a thing. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. 
<laughs> and then I like then I was like, hey, you all, like I'm coming down in, I think it was 2021, maybe. Yeah, that feels right. 2021. I was like, hey, I'm coming down. And they were like, okay, cool. We're go, we'll go to Hearth Wisdom and we'll get lunch or something. Like, cool. And then I met them and I was like, oh my God, you all are just like two normal ass people. Like, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. hanging out. Yeah. Like, you're so fucking cool. Because <laughs> um, like they, they were both super chill. Definitely a wonderful experience. Um, and then from there, it was pretty much just like Kim asked me to, or I think Kim asked me to interview before that. Um, so it was like, I met Kim, I met Charlie and Macy. I like did this whole thing. So yeah, it was, it's been cool. Uh, it's been a, a wonderful ride. Uh, witchcraft has always been my home. So nice. I always try to really nice. try to talk it up to people. So, I love that. Yeah. The Corey B folks. <laughs> Not me. Why does that mean? Don't perceive me. Don't perceive me. You go under just your melts. desk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I felt the same way uh, about Charlie and Macy when I met mm-hmm. them at Anahata's last year. Like, uh, if you've listened to the episodes, you know that the yeah. whole reason why I went to Anahata's originally was to meet them. And then mm-hmm. I, I left with. A, a family essentially mm-hmm. but it it they really are and that's like a thing that i think is important for people to remember too that yes like we are all in the public eye because mm-hmm. of Corey's cauldron because of the podcast because of whatever right but at the same time like yes we are just very normal ass people yes <laughs> ass people, yeah. but normal <laughs> ass people yes and i feel like now being in this position versus mm-hmm. being on the outside of it, it it feels um, it's just interesting. It's interesting yeah. to be the person mm-hmm. that is perceived versus perceiving the people. You know? yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think like also like a lot of times people will like put people that they listen to on like this pedestal, like that they can't do wrong or whatever, or like they don't have bad moments. That is not true. Yeah, no, at all. Absolutely not. Like. <laughs> Like I had an autistic meltdown on Monday. Like <laughs> it's not yeah. like yeah. none of us are immune to the trials and tribulations of life. None of us are immune to being ignorant about things. Like I, I am always learning. Like that is always going to be my journey is like, I'm always learning about other people's experiences. I'm learning how to be a better human. And I think that that's something that most people need to remember is like, everyone is always human and everyone is always still learning. And hopefully everyone is always trying their best at being their like the best person they can be right so like i love i love seeing people like get excited about meeting people and then i'm like but i'm also like they're people it's okay you can just like go say hi and talk to them (laughs) i had people at anahata's like oh my gosh you like just walk up to all these people and talk to all these people like all these like really like big names and i'm like are you talking about kim (laughs) Kim, kim and i have literally talked about like random witchy shit on marco polo like all the time like yeah i talked to kim about how to talk to her like health insurance so that she can get her hip hip replacement covered (laughs) (laughs) these are just like these are just humans and then like they're like well yeah but then there's like charlie and macy and then you're talking to like rachel and tabitha and like all them and i'm like like you know you know that they still like they still go shit, right? Like you know that (laughs) like they they could they consume food and also like and 
like I don't maybe I don't know maybe it's a touch of the tism I don't know but it's like I'm just like okay what else like, hi how you doing and I think I think it was Teresa maybe she was like second day of Anahata's she was like, you seem like you've always been here like you were just so comfortable it's like man yeah what else just sitting on a hill chilling out in the middle of the Appalachia <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I love it absolutely I resonate with that so hard. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that because I throw a wellness retreat that I must be so woke. No. Like you're a human being. Yeah. Like like it's I, I did a podcast with my friend Colleen who does the tarot classes. I love uh, yes, I love Colleen. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, What's one thing that you want people to know? And I was like, I'm just a person. Yeah. You know, and I think I think once people start to get to know me outside of here, if like if someone's right. listening, has listened to this and they understand that I like just love to make jokes and be crazy, but I'll also get like, you know, spiritual and all that shit too. Right. Um, but I feel like when people just have an idea of what I am because mm-hmm. they see Anahata's and they know that I create it, they expect me to be this like very calm, like, Oh, and I'm just sitting here like, ah! like, 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 like well, sir, time well, isn't sir. real. What about space? Like, I'm literally. This is why I want to be best friends with Duncan Trussell. I always say that. Like, I just I want to be Duncan Trussell's best friend because that's how I feel. And the same thing with him too. He runs these like weekly meditations for his Patreons and stuff, and mm. he does all these things. And everyone's like, you know, not everyone, but people are like, oh, like he must have all this stuff. And he's like, I'm a fucking lunatic. <laughs> I, I meditate that. because if I don't, I will lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no option here, right? Well, and like, yeah. like too. I think it's also like it's it's dangerous too, right? Because yeah. I mean, I'm a human being. Human being a human is messy. I am not going to be perfect, and I don't want people to think I'm going to be perfect. So, like, when someone is put on a pedestal like that, the idea is that like yeah. they are perfect. No, baby, no. I am so ignorant. I am a perceived white person who is masculine presenting from Appalachia. My experience is very specific, but also mm-hmm. I have no idea what it's like to be, example, a Jewish woman. Mm-hmm. Right. I there like I can hear about your experiences, but I do not have that lived experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say things that are ignorant. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's just going to happen. And mm-hmm. so the idea that I won't say something ignorant at some point is concerning to me because I'm I'm going to say some stupid shit sometimes. It, right. It's just going to mm-hmm. happen. But then also, yeah. like, I don't want someone to be hurt by something that I say out of ignorance, and then that change their ability to like interact with me. Right. Because yeah. I because I just don't know. You know. Well, I think yeah. I think a big thing with that, you know, as long as you're never saying anything malicious. Right. Right. You know, right. saying like, you're saying something just purely out of ignorance. Right. You know, it's being vulnerable and being humble and letting people yes. say the things. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, there's obviously a very clear difference when you're offending somebody Correct. on purpose and by accident. Mm-hmm. And if somebody responds, if you clearly are just ignorant to it and the person right. responds like you meant it on purpose, mm-hmm. that's something that they need to work on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, that's not shifting the right. accountability. Right. That's not what's happening. But like, okay, so all right, I need to learn what this is. But right. also, like, this is obviously something that uh, you need to work through yes. as well, because you're responding in a way that was, you know, there's the education point, like yeah, the education right. moment, educator yeah. or the protester, right? You know, and that that's a, a moment to be the educator. Exactly. There are and times to be a protester. But yeah. 
100 percent. that's an educator moment yeah and like i hate this when people say like well google exists you are assuming one that that person has access and a lot of people actually don't have access to the internet easily so mm-hmm. take that out mm-hmm. um once again from appalachia there are lots of people that i know that do not have internet like they don't even have cell phone service so right. no two like you're assuming that that person knows how to ask the questions that they need to ask via Google. I don't. Right. Right. I, I, I don't know how to ask those questions on Google. And then you're also assuming that that person's only going to find reputable sources. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Like how many times have you been like on Google and searching for something and you get like just BS answer? Yeah. Or like or just something that is entirely not helpful. You think that that can't happen when you're talking about like a very nuanced situation of like social issues? Of course it can. Right. Of course it can. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's mostly just like you saying go google something relieves yourself of any responsibility in the situation. Right. And it's not it's not helpful to the person that you're talking to. Right. See, I really I like that you brought that up because I do have for me, when I've brought in, I've brought people into Anahata's to teach mm-hmm. about societal justice and things like that. Yeah. For me, it's always when I'm having the conversation about if they should come teach, particularly speaking about people of color and any of the issues and injustices that they face. Right. For me, it's always find a list of books. Like right. that is something that I would normally say is like, you should Google it. You need to stop asking these people mm-hmm. for information that they've been providing forever. Right. So that's why on the Anahata's website, there's the whole list of all bunch of resources and stuff yep. like that to look at. Yeah. But I never even considered there's so many people without internet. Yeah. Like it's literally just this, this privilege I have of having internet and access to all of this stuff. Yeah. And I never even thought of it from that point. So it's like, I see both ends of that. Like, no, yeah. I don't think people of color should have to keep explaining no, yeah. themselves. I don't think the queer community should have to keep explaining them. Like there's so much information out there, but that right. does make sense. A lot yeah. of people don't have access to it. And like, well, know, even, even those who have access to it though, like, I mean, there's so much language around the nuance of like, yeah. I mean, like from a neurodivergent standpoint, let's talk about like parallel play. I know what parallel play is because that's my experience and I have that language for it. A year ago, I didn't yeah. have that language for it. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't know what parallel play was. And for those who don't know, parallel play is whenever two people are in a room together, but they're doing separate like activities, but they're still bonding together, like yeah. in the fact that they're sharing space. That that verbiage like was not something that I had. Google, what is that thing where you're doing separate things while with someone else, but you still feel bonded to them? Like, that's what, what would you even get from that? Like, and and especially queer experiences, because I'm only going to talk about queer experiences, because that's the only experiences that I have. That's your, yeah. Like, there are so many things even in queer experience that are so nuanced, but then also so many things that aren't even taught or talked about, like queer history so frequently is specifically just the doom and gloom of the HIV AIDS crisis. Mm. And while that is a huge point in queer history, that is not the only point in queer history. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know who Harvey Milk was until I was in my 20s. Right. And that's, that's, in my opinion, a criminal. <laughs> also, don't watch the series of, or the movie of Harvey Milk, where it's the white guy, who, the white straight guy who's centered in it. It's awful. <laughs> that's a whole other plug. <laughs> But but yeah, like it's uh, social justice issues are way too nuanced. And 
I can understand the kind of knee-jerk reaction of just like Google it because there are some things that are Googleable. Why should you not say the N word? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. simple. But then like explaining systematic homophobia of residential policies in Kentucky. That's huge. And that's county by county, even city by city in some states or in some situations. And like, that is something that I would want to sit down and talk to someone about because like, let's talk about how as a queer person in rural Kentucky, I can be kicked out of my home if I'm renting and there are no homes that are not rented. So if I get kicked out of one home, I'm effectively kicked out of every home and I'm living in rural Kentucky, which means if I don't have a home, I don't have a homeless shelter, which means my options are maybe get in a car and drive somewhere or live in the woods. And if it's winter and I have to live in the woods and I'm not prepared for that, what does that mean? Right. Yeah. So that's, I mean, and that's, that is a very like specific, like extreme kind of scenario, but I mean, that's the reality. Like if people aren't talking about things like that, like I can't Google that. Right. But I can share that experience. And not that that happened to me. Like that, that yeah. is just something I pulled out of thin air, but it's, it's reality. But it's something that could have happened to you. Exactly. So, right. yeah. Y- yes, exactly. Firmly. Thankfully, my coming out experience was very much not that, which was great. <laughs> I told but my still, dad. Like we would have never known that. Like right. that's something that I would have never known in mm-hmm. my life if you didn't bring it to our attention. So, right. Right. And, and it, and it takes specifically patient, intentional, nuanced conversation and an openness to learn and teach so yeah whole thing very passionate about it (laughs) this was very sagittarius oh hi i'm a sagittarius (laughs) nice to meet you with white Sagittarius placements (laughs) yeah i'm like this is good yeah and i love like i will go off on tangents all day long just like especially about social justice issues because like i'm ignorant and I want to learn and I want people mm-hmm. to yep. teach me. And like, yeah. I, I will do the legwork if someone is willing to help me do so. Like, yeah. but it's finding those safe people that I can ask kind of uncomfortable questions to. Like, I'm not going to ask, why can't I say the N word? I know why I can't say the N word. But like, right. I don't know what it's like to grow up in specifically systematically racist areas where education is not put at the forefront. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's, and I also want to be very clear, like, I don't want it to ever be like the oppression zoo or anything like that, where like, I just want to like relish in your like struggle. Like, I right. never want that to be a thing. I want to genuinely know about you. Exactly. Right. And I and, and, I want to, and what you've been through. Right. And, and I want to be able to push back on injustices because I am perceived as a white cis man, which means I have the ability to walk into doors that a lot of people don't have the ability to walk into. Right. And the second I walk into that door, I can either open it for you or I can provide the experience that you shared with me and hopefully change the mind of someone who would be willing to have their mind change. Right. Deep times with Corey B. Deep times with Corey. (laughs) Get deep in the cauldron. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah. Deep in the cauldron with Cardi B. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, uh, we should name it. We should we should do the that should be the name of the episode. Deep, deep in, the in the cauldron, cauldron with Cardi with, mm. Car, with Cardi B. God, I can't talk all of a sudden. Jesus, I've been talking too much. <laughs> we'll we'll do Cory B because if we say Cardi B, that's just we, gonna it be might get red flag. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna cease and desist. <laughs> right. Um, also, I did want to say Tabitha 
because of our conversation the other day about yeah. how there's not Appalachian podcasts. Me and my friend are yes. already starting to plan one. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, actually, Roan, uh, who Cam has also interviewed, he's the one that I'm mm-hmm. going to have the podcast with. I love that. So love and it. it's going to be like a once I'm monthly so kind of situation. Yeah, but, nice. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, we're planning on trying to launch in the spring so that it's like far enough away where we can get all the stuff we need and all that good stuff. But also, like, spring is new beginnings. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I am a firm believer and person that will say, like, if you are doing a podcast, yeah, to have people on your team to help you with it, because without Rachel and Tabitha, like, I would not be able to do this. Like, yeah. We need each other to lean on each other, not only for the support of the show, but also for the support of editing, for the support of yes. figuring out ideas, for mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm so not the much person for, for editing support. I'm just slow. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna Rachel's still there. learning. Rachel's still yeah. learning how to no edit, shame. but that's okay. No shame. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Corey, for coming yes. on the show. Yes, we had an so amazing much. time. Yes, so thank you. Time. Thank you. Thank you for your education and yeah. for, thank you for your, your vulnerability. Of course, yes. of course. Always and sharing. For, I guess and for you that can beautiful perceive monk. me. Oh, listen at you. <laughs> Thank you for being perceived. Oh. <laughs> yeah, thank you for letting us perceive you. Yes, I, I will allow perception this one time. <laughs> once. Okay. Just this the once. one time. <laughs> this was so fun. Yes. We love you so much, and we would love to have you back one day. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yearly podcast okay. episode. Yes. Exactly. Done. There you go. Corey's Corey's your podcast. Sure to plug all of your <laughs> social media. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Do that. Yeah. Do oh. that one more time. Uh, once again, this is Corey with Corey's Cauldron. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon at Corey's Cauldron. Yay! I love how there was a sound of I think maybe a dog in the background. <laughs> on the- Ringing the bell. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Astro hose out. out. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Geminis and a Leo. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see you over on our social media. We have an Instagram at Two Geminis and a Leo. We are on Facebook, also at the same handle, Two Geminis and a Leo. And you can shoot us an email at Two Gemini One Leo at gmail.com.